Welcome to Mental Makeover Radio, your go-to destination for meaningful conversations about mental health. I'm your host and your trusted therapist bestie, Cecilia Manella. Join us as we explore the complexities and messiness of human experience by addressing your questions and concerns. I'm here to provide a straightforward and practical therapy advice. So grab your favorite beverage, whether it's tea, coffee, or whatever tickles your taste buds, and get ready to embark on a mental makeover. Hello and welcome to Mental Makeover Radio. I'm your host, Cecilia Manella. I am really glad that you are here and tuning in this week as we dive into a different topic. If you had to guess the number one enemy of connection, what would be your guess? Would it be lack of time? Would it be too many demands? Maybe too much conflict in a relationship? Would it surprise you if I told you that enemy number one of a connection is, drumroll, perfection. Ah, the dreaded perfectionism is enemy number one. Perfection kills connection to ourselves. So the relationship we have with ourselves and how we see ourselves, and it also kills connections to others and actually permeates every single relationship. So intimate partner relationship, friendships, parenting, colleagues, acquaintances, neighbors, whatever relationship you have, perfection will actually permeate all of them. Now, do you struggle with some perfection expectations? then this episode is going to be for you. And if you have someone in your life that really struggles with perfection, then you need to share this episode with them. Okay. Perfection is a sneaky bastard. I said it. The first way that it co-ops our lives is by making us think that it's an inherent personality flaw and not something that we've learned along the way. Okay. So we hear this Um, when we say things like, oh, I'm such a perfectionist, or I can't help it, I'm such a perfectionist. I hear this all the time, but somehow it's this inherent personality that you're just born with it. You know, I was always born, I've been a perfectionist since I was a child, which is probably not very true because we aren't born perfectionists. It's taught to us and we've adapted to it as a way of getting through life. And I totally get it. You know, I've been there. I've done that. I continue to work my way out of perfection as well. It's a lifelong challenge when we are inundated with ways to be more and more perfect. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you today around perfection. You know, how does a demand for perfection actually work? It's an adaptive coping skill. Okay. It's not a personality flaw. So bear with me as I dive into this. Somewhere along the line, Somewhere along the way, we've learned that being perfect keeps us safe. Whether it's a big trauma like severe abuse or whether it's a bit of a smaller trauma like feeling excluded from friendship groups at school. I want you to think about perfection as being an adaptive coping skill. Now, we don't often talk about perfection in this way. We often talk about it, again, as a personality flaw and not as a response to something in our lives. So perfection offered a way to achieve belonging, to achieve love and acceptance and safety and security. And what it might have sounded like when you were younger, it might have sounded like if I'm perfect, then mom and dad won't fight as much. If I'm perfect, they will love me. If I'm perfect, they won't see me so I can't get hurt. If I'm perfect, I will belong and be like everybody else. If I'm perfect, I'll be successful. If I'm perfect, I will get the praise and I'll not get in trouble. If I'm perfect, I won't hurt anymore. If I'm perfect, mom and dad will be happy. 
And the list goes on and on. And I want you to think about that statement. If I'm perfect, then what? And when you learned it, you learned it at a young age. You learned it as a young human on this planet. And again, it doesn't have to be related to a really large trauma. We often think that coping skills come from really detrimental experiences like physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse um, as children. But the truth is, is we all have, you know, these kind of traumatic events around belonging and connection. So, you know, whether it's in school or being bullied or just having friends that sometimes are just mean to you or having siblings that are mean to you or our family members can leave us feeling this, this idea of disconnection. And disconnection in childhood is actually a threat to survival, okay? Because all we have is our relationship with the people in our lives. And we know intuitively in our brain as we are developing our brains as children that we only can survive in connection, that isolation is actually a death sentence, okay? So it's a brilliant coping skill that allows us to feel like we have some semblance of control and influence in our lives when potentially we felt really powerless. The problem is, is that we keep it going. So we take this short-term coping skill of perfection and we turn it into this long-term coping skill into adulthood. And then we own it like it's our personality trait. And the crazy thing is that it's rewarded in our society. And to some extent, it really works in the short term. There's a lot of positive outcomes from perfection. We get raises because of it. We get praise from it. We get, you know, admiration for it. So as you can imagine, there are also so many limitations with perfection. And one of them is that, and the biggest one, I would argue the biggest limitation of perfection is that it robs us of our authenticity. And we chasing, we end up chasing a fake, superficial, unrealistic version of ourselves. And in this chase, we kind of forget who we are. We forget our values, our beliefs, our quirks, our passions, our drives, and generally just our uniqueness in pursuit of what others want us to be, or in pursuit of we think others want us to be, or in pursuit of what we think culture wants us to be. We are bombarded with a current measure of perfection. You actually don't have to look very far to know what the standards what the standards are. All you have to do is open your phone, pick any social media app or anything like that, and you'll see the standard of perfection, whether it's on a social media app, whether it's on TV and movies and magazines or books or however you consume content these days, we are bombarded by it. So if I were to survey 100 people, you would all pretty much give me the exact same definition of what perfect actually means. And now the standard of perfection is also gendered. So the difference between what it means to be a perfect woman and a perfect man, okay? And the the expectations are different. The biggest trick of perfection is that the bar is constantly moving. So what we consider to be perfect today is different than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. So in five to 10 years, the measure of perfect is actually going to change again. So we spend this time hustling so hard to reach these standards of perfection. And when you come out of this hustle, you expect some sort of reward and you expect to have, you know, the uh, trophy that you've reached perfection. And then you realize that the standards have actually changed and you have to go back to hustling again. And the cycle continues year after year, leaving you feeling super exhausted, not good enough, and just kind of fucking miserable. 
you know, so it is the biggest trick out there. And you got to ask yourself, you know, is it worth it? Is this worth it? And I would love to know what your answer is. You know, how is perfection number one enemy of connection? Okay, so perfection gets in the way in connection. And let me tell you a little bit more about that. Because what I want for you is to cultivate more connection in your life. I want you to have thriving relationships with other people, but also a thriving relationship with yourself. You know, the four main pillars of connection are vulnerability, curiosity, boundaries, and self-discovery. These are all rooted in kind of this messy human experience that we have on this planet, how we're forever changing and forever discovering new parts of ourselves and new parts of other people. I mean, you can be in a relationship with someone for a long time, whether it's an intimate partner relationship or friendships, and we are constantly discovering new parts of this person that we're in a relationship with. And that's actually a really beautiful thing. We want this evolution. We want this change. I want that change for myself and I want it for people in my life. And I want to be endlessly curious about how the people in my life are, are evolving and changing. The four, these four pillars are actually the opposite of perfection. They challenge the very notion of perfection. You can't be in perfection while being vulnerable. You can't be in perfection while being curious. You can't be in a, in a relationship with perfection and be in, in self-discovery. It's just actually not possible to hold these two things. It's not possible to be perfect and curious. Like you can't be perfect and vulnerable. They're actually opposites because perfection demands kind of a sense of containment, of control, of this strong rigidity to attain perfection. It's this box that we are trying to live in and maintain these walls and everything to be exactly how we want it to be without change, without evolution. And it's in this rigidity that makes you unrelatable. And when we're not relatable to people, we that leads to disconnection. Okay? So perfection demands rigidity, right? It has to be one specific way. And if it's not that way, we kind of lose our shit. But it's in that rigidity that actually makes us unrelatable to people. And when we're unrelatable, that leads to disconnection. And I want you to think about it this way. I want you to think about the people in your life that you love. I want you to think about friendships and colleagues or siblings or children or intimate partners or people that you've just fallen in love with. Now, falling in love isn't just for intimate partner relationships. We fall in love with friends. We fall in love with our children or our nieces and nephews. We fall in love with people in our lives all the time. We have these loving relationships. And I want you to think about which ones, which one of these relationships are you closest to? Which ones make you feel the safest? Which relationship makes you feel the safest? Who makes you feel seen and heard? Who makes you see, you know, feel like you matter, that you are good enough? And I'm willing to bet it isn't someone who's hustling for perfection. It's going to be the messy, open, vulnerable, and quirky one. That is the person and that is the relationship that you feel closest to. That is the relationship where you feel the safest. And that is the relationship you probably feel the most connected to. We relate to people's imperfections. We don't love them despite their imperfections. We love them because of their imperfections. And I'm telling you that people who love you, who fallen in love with you, who adore you, who want to spend time with you, are not, they don't love you or haven't fallen in love with you because of perfection. 
they love you and have fallen in love with you because you've allowed them to see some imperfections. You've allowed some of your quirkiness and your messiness and your vulnerability to come through. That's what they see and that's what they relate to because imperfections make someone relatable and we connect to other people through messiness and their gushy parts, not their perfect parts. We're not meant to, to connect to the perfect parts. We want the messy. We want the pieces that feel really um, kind of gushy and feel, you know, strange and different and quirky. We want those things. That's what we end up, you know, having laughter about. That's, you know, when you have those moments of having a belly laugh with a friend, that's not because things are perfect. That's because you are realizing the imperfections of each other and being able to find humor and connection and love in that time. It's not about being perfect. You know, and in fact, if you think of someone in your life who is preoccupied with perfection, okay, someone you, we all know somebody who is very concerned about either appearing perfect or acting perfect or hustling for perfection or, you know, just really, really working hard to move towards perfection. You know that it's hard to get close to that person. You may want to be close to that person. You may want to have a thriving, connected kind of relationship with this person, but there's something in the way. It's difficult to get to know them. You don't always feel good around them sometimes, or there's just something about them that makes you pull back just a little bit. Like it isn't safe to be vulnerable with this person who's constantly hustling for perfection because perfection leads to disconnection. The biggest lie of perfection is that it leads to connection. So when we're young and we're feeling disconnected, perfection sells us a lie that says if we're just perfect, then we're just going to get the relationship that we want and desire and deserve to have. That somehow perfection is going to give us love and belonging and, and safety. That if we can just be this perfect being, then we're going to get all the things, the rewards. And that is the lie is that it doesn't lead to that. We, the lie is that perfection leads to being loved and to being accepted and that it's our ticket into belonging. But the opposite is actually true. It leaves us in this, in this space of um, hustling all the time and feeling not good enough. Like we just don't measure up to what it means to be human. And then we go back into perfection and we put our heads down and we isolate a little bit and we're very concerned about anyone seeing any parts of us that doesn't fit into this like perfection model. Now, this can be about um, looking a certain way of being perfect or acting a certain way of being perfect, being the perfect student. So high achievers we're, um, or being in a relationship that has to be perfect so it doesn't have conflict or we're not sharing our true self with other people that we're scared to share our crazy thoughts or ideas or just our triggers with our partners because we think we're going to get judged for it. We are constantly in the state of trying to be perfect and thinking that if we just contain this a little bit, that if we just keep the messiness in some sort of box, that somehow we're just going to contain it. And in that containment, it's going to lead us to have more relationships or more connected relationships. But in all that effort of putting this, all our stuff in this box, which by the way, takes up so much energy, it takes so much energy that it, that energy takes us away from relationships. You want to think about that. Like how much energy do you think you're putting into perfection? And maybe that energy can go into a different space. So perfection demands attention. Perfection demands time. 
Perfection demands sometimes money. So it's all this hustle for this image of what we think is going to give us love, belonging, and safety, but it doesn't. So I want you to take stock of areas in your life where you're striving for perfection because maybe you're not striving for perfection in every area of your life. Maybe it's just in specific areas of your life. And I want you to write them down. I want you to make a list of them. I want you to take note of it, you know, and some journaling questions for you are how is perfection dictating my life in this area? How has it gained so much influence and control? And does it deserve to have that type of influence in my life? How is perfection preventing me from showing up authentically messy sometimes? And what are the ways in that, you know, I can challenge perfection and show up maybe just 10% more authentic? We often get so caught up in in wanting radical change to go from one end to the other end of the spectrum and just shift for 100% change, you know, and we just don't change that way. You know, we as humans love incremental change. We're really impatient with that because, again, perfection tells us it should be very quick and very fast and very easy. But the truth is, is that if we want to create any change in our life, it has to be incrementally. It has to compound over time. So even break it down to like, how can you show up 1% more authentic? And then after that 1%, it's an additional 1% and an additional 1%. And you just focus on compounding 1% over time. In a year, you can create dramatic change. You know, you can ask yourself, how can I practice the four pillars of connection, which is curiosity? How can I lean more into being curious about others and myself? How can I be more vulnerable and show up more with more vulnerability and make space for other people's vulnerabilities in my life? Because when we're rooted in perfection, we actually don't have a lot of tolerance for other people's vulnerabilities. There's a sense of judgment that comes in because we want, we want our hands off of it because when someone else is being really vulnerable, it brings to light how we are not being vulnerable. So we shy away from it. You know, you want to ask yourself, how can you practice a little bit more boundaries with yourself and with others? And how can you lean into a bit more self-discovery, being really curious about yourself and getting to know your values and your beliefs and your passions and and your vision for yourself and kind of like what makes you really quirky and how do you celebrate those pieces? You know, if you've been hustling for perfection for a while, trust me, this isn't going to change overnight, but you can take some of these small steps towards connection instead, you know, taking the risk to not be perfect and seeing what happens, kind of like running a bit of an experiment. And with any experiment, you have to try you have to try and try and try and do it more than once. You know, experiments are not just a one-off. They're not just on one time. It's something that you need to do over and over again and, and tweak as you go and, you know, journal your way through it. It serves as kind of documenting this experiment you're having. And any changes you make, you're not making a commitment to it forever. You know, you're just trying on something new. You're trying to do something a little bit different and rooting yourself into you know, more connection. So more curiosity and more vulnerability and more boundaries and being more open to self-discovery instead of taking on the expectation or taking on what society or other people tell you you should be. And, you know, moving through those shoulds and dropping them as much as possible because they are not going to help you. The shoulds will just keep you trapped in a way that is going to limit how you show up in the world. 
Okay. And if you're looking to learn more about the shoulds, you can listen to episode nine, where I dove into the power of changing a should to a could. It's a really great episode. You can go back to episode nine, where I dive into that a little bit more. Now, you deserve more genuine connection in your life. And what I want from you and for you is to take the risk to create a little bit more connection in your life and to let go of perfection just a little bit. Take it down 10%. And why do I want this for you? Because genuine connection in your life, that's where joy is. And that's where love is. And that's where belonging really is. And that's where contentment exists. And you deserve all of those things. You deserve the joy, the love, the belonging, and the contentment that comes with connection to other people and to yourself. I want you to have that. And you deserve it. You deserve to shed perfection and lean into connection. It's where all the juicy stuff is. That's where all the great stuff of life is, is in connection. And I want that for you. Thank you for being part of the conversation today. And I hope that this episode inspires you to take another step away from perfection, to shed a little bit of perfection and move into connection, to take the risk, to be more vulnerable, to be more curious, to, you know, share a little bit more of yourself to other people, to not censor so much and not to overthink so much and to take the risk to just show up authentically and messy and just the imperfect version of who you are. You are perfectly imperfect and that's the way it should be. I mean, think about it this way. If we were all perfect, life would be really, really boring. And I want you to have a thriving, fun, joyful life. And that comes with shedding some perfection and having more connection in your life. Please share this episode with anyone that you think might benefit from challenging perfection to have a little bit more connection in your life. If you haven't had a chance to rate the podcast, I'd love if you could take a minute to just drop a review and make sure that you're following or subscribing on your preferred podcast platform. Thanks again for being part of the Mental Makeover community. Until next time, be bold, be brave, be well.